Tulane has plans for a revamped locker room and a practice bubble that could go right here. And a secret weapon will be on board raising money. It's one thing to turn the president down. It's one thing to turn the AD down. When the football coach just won the Cotton Bowl sitting across the table, he's going to be hard to turn down. What Troy Dannon says Tulane has to do to keep Willie Fritz to this declaration. So you want to retire here, right? Yeah. And the picture of calm lost it Wednesday night. What to make of the rarest of events, a Willie Green ejection. Next in the WGNO Sports Zone. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the WGNO Sports Zone. Sunday, the San Francisco 49ers are the outlier. The Eagles have Jalen Hurts, the Bengals have Joe Burrow, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, the 49ers have Brock Purdy. If the Niners somehow reach the Super Bowl with the last pick in this year's draft as their quarterback, praise will be heaped on Niners coach Kyle Shanahan, as it should be. But here's the dirty secret. The Niners are winning because they have a great roster. Until the Saints can acquire a franchise quarterback, it is the route they need to go. Make the defense and the supporting cast on offense so good you can win with an average QB. These championship games are so revealing. They tell you everything you need to know about your franchise. The 49ers are bucking convention, and whether they can make the next step or not, their plan is one the Saints should follow. So from championship games to a team that just needs to win a game, I know, Richie I Mills, know. win one. But with championship aspirations, we'll at least say that. The New Orleans Pelicans have entered a rough patch and continue to try and scratch and claw their way out of it ahead of the All-Star break. In Wednesday's loss to Minnesota, frustrations boiled over to players, fans, and head coach Willie Green. Willie Green's first career ejection came in the fourth quarter of Wednesday's loss to Minnesota. Green was disputing a technical foul called on Jose Alvarado when he was teed up for a second time and discorded from the floor. I disagreed um, with the foul and the technical that Jose got. And, you know, I kind of voiced uh, my displeasure with it and pretty animated about how I felt about it. Willie Green's frustrations are a small part of a larger problem the Pelicans are currently dealing with. Wednesday's loss was the team's sixth in a row, the ninth in their last 11 games. Minnesota erased an eight-point deficit with a 15-0 run early in the third quarter. They would outscore the Pelicans 39-21 in that period, and New Orleans would never respond. we got to be consistent, and right now we're not. And it's the common theme with our group over the last, you know, four or five games or so is that it's always one quarter where it just gets away. And it's something I got to figure out and something our team has to figure out. Um, and we will, but right now we're just going through it and we, we, we have to pick up our juice and, and be consistent doing it. A small victory in Wednesday's loss was the return of Brandon Ingram. In 26 minutes, Ingram scored 13 points but shot 4 of 18 from the field and was 0 for 6 from 3. It was Ingram's first game action in two months. Great to have him out there. Um, started the game really well, moving the ball. Uh, he, he's knocking off some rust, which we expected. 
Uh, but we'll, we'll continue to stick together and we'll get healthy, healthier and um, get after it. Brandon Ingram's return is a sign the Pelicans are getting healthier. 10 games out from the All-Star break. And the Pelicans host the Wizards tomorrow night. They, of course, have another back-to-back -back this weekend. So, Ed, I'll ask you, why do you think the Pelicans are currently struggling? Well, how many games has Brandon Ingram played? 16? 16. <laughs> okay, how many games has Zion played? 29? Roughly, yeah, roughly. 29? Okay, out of – so combined, you've had those guys for 45 games. Correct. Okay, so injuries are a big part of it. It happens a lot through the NBA. The thing that I hate about the NBA, the word that I no longer want to hear anymore, is load management. <laughs> that drives me nuts. Because here's why. If you're an NBA season ticket holder, you don't know who's going to play when you go to the game. In the 80s, I knew Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson were playing. I don't know that anymore. So to me, if I am a season ticket holder paying very good prices to watch basketball and I don't know who's playing, I think that serves no one. That's why I'm for a 60-game season where they all count, not an 82-game season. I'm glad you bring that up because in regards to the injuries the Pelicans are facing, it's forcing their role players who play exceptionally well in those roles when these stars are available to play outside of those roles. Therefore, you have the confusion, you have the struggles on the court. In regards to load management, Aaron and I were talking about this the other day. Mm -hmm. In the case of a player like Zion, in the case of a player right. like Brandon Ingram, I think that's necessary given how injury prone they are right. and the injury history that they've had. Zion is so explosive. And when you think of a player that gives 110%, 110% of the time, it's him. He plays hard, and a lot of what he does involves his lower body, and that's where his injuries have okay. come. So I think load management might be necessary. Maybe not right. this too frequent as people right. would... All right, nothing against any of the Pelicans players because we, we like them all. We think mm -hmm. they have a very nice roster. But am I going to the game to watch Najee Marshall and Trey Murphy play or I'm going to watch Zion play? Both starters. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Come on now. That's, that's all I'm saying, all right? I NBA understand. is a star league. But when you don't have stars on the court, I think the fans are getting gypped. I understand. My opinion. Zion Williamson will have to make a quick recovery to take part in the All-Star Game. He was voted a starter for the West in the game this year, February 19th in Salt Lake City. Zion out with a hamstring injury, has played, as we said, in 29 games, averaged 26 points. This week, the Pelicans said he will be evaluated for that hamstring again in two weeks. And this is a starting five. Here's the West starters. It's crazy. Zion, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, LeBron James and Nikola Jokic. Now that is a championship roster. Guests of the WGNO Sports Zone eat at that Samore's Pizzeria. West Metairie and Clearview now open for lunch Tuesday through Sunday at 11 a.m. Seafood, salads, pasta, the best pizza in town. Try the deep dish Chicago style. That's Samore's Pizzeria, the food terrific. Customers truly are treated like family. It was another milestone day in Tulane Athletics. Sunday, January 22nd, the day the football team, Cotton Bowl champions, had their own parade and celebration. It's Willie Fritz's job to keep it going, and it's Troy Dannon's job to make sure Fritz has the resources. We sat down with Dannon this week. Troy Dannon said investment in Tulane football was made when Willie Fritz was hired. 
He said Fritz was paid much more than any previous Tulane football coach. And he said Fritz was hired despite not meeting university president Michael Fitz. We didn't buy success. We built success. And he empowered the build. He made sure that, you know, obstacles were out of the way so we could get things done. He, he supported, you know, I was on the job six days, and I called him and I said, here's the football coach we're going to hire. I can't let him get on a plane. Dannon said facilities improvements are on the way. This spring, the football team will have to vacate their locker room for renovation. And Dannon said that sometime in 2024, Tulane will have an indoor practice bubble. He would like to put it here at Brown Field, in front of the Riley Center on the site of the old Tulane Stadium. He said construction, start to finish, will take 10 months. Troy Dannon, Michael Fitz, and Willie Fritz will collaborate to raise the money. Fritz said Dannon will be the closer. It's one thing to turn the president down. It's one thing to turn the AD down. When the football coach just won the Cotton Bowl sitting across the table, he's going to be hard to turn down. Dannon said Tulane assistant football coach pay will be ranked in the top two or three in the new American Athletic Conference. You know, knock on wood, you know, we've had one assistant coach leave. And, and so keeping Coach Fritz is one thing, keeping the staff together. Uh, is is equally important. Dannon said Tulane's name, image, and likeness money is as good as any in the group of five. And he complimented the fundraising efforts of the Fear the Wave Collective and the Green Wave Club. Dannon said there were several milestones in the 2022 Tulane football season. But for him, the East Carolina game, a 24-9 win October 8th, was a big victory. They had run all over us last year. And when we stuffed them coming off of the Houston game, I thought this is a team, this team that can, can go on a run. Troy Dannon said his efforts are to make sure that Willie Fritz has everything he needs to keep winning. Tulane won a major bowl game and kept its coach. But a year from now, more suitors may call. How do you make sure it doesn't happen a year from now? Well, there are things you can control and things you can't control. If, if Notre Dame calls and wants me to be the head football coach, uh, but but you know, I, we need to make sure that, that if it's if it's about equals, uh, we're not taking one equal over the other, uh, and we just got to keep the guy in a position to win. And Tulane University announced on Friday that Jim Swoboda, the offensive coordinator last year, is moving on. He will move back to the Midwest, an area he says he is most familiar with. So Slade Nagel is the offensive coordinator, a guy who had a huge part in the offense this year. So I think the transition there will be pretty smooth. When I try to credit what went right for Tulane, maybe what changed the course of their season, I think it was the simplicity but still complexity of the changes that were made to this offense. This offense was explosive. Everyone was on the same page. This was the issue that they were really running into the year prior when they only won two games. So I think the offense in that regard, I think the changes Coach Voboda and Coach Nagel made were beneficial, obviously, with the Cotton Bowl and Conference Championship year. I love the fact that there's action being taken immediately to capitalize on the successful season that they've just had because it's one thing to talk about it, but then it's another thing for your head coach to proactively start to do it. And I think Willie Fritz, in regards to recruiting and everything else surrounding facilities, has made the effort to capitalize on what just happened. And the bubble 
has to go up quickly. Absolutely. It's not something that you can say, you know what? Hey, we're going to study it. We'll look at it. We'll let you know in a year. They've got to make some announcement here about some serious facility improvements in the next couple of months. That's what people are expecting. I think that is the definition of momentum. And if you wait any longer than that, I think you've dropped the ball, and I don't think they're going to do it in that regard. Well, they have this two patches, the brownfield, obviously, which is already laid down with turf, mm -hmm. and then you have that small patch of turf that's on the other end of Yeoman Stadium. So I think the foundation, uh, in a literal sense, is already there for these things to happen. So I think they have the space for it. It's already there. Just do it. All right, looking forward to the bubble. Nice and air-conditioned during August, which is always welcome. Back after this. This week, local baseball fans were served a preview of what's on deck at the inaugural first pitch luncheon presented by the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club. Several area college coaches were front and center at the cannery on Tuesday, including one former legend who threw a curveball of his own. Keynote speaker and former LSU head coach Paul Maneri would not rule out coaching again. The 65-year-old four-time Coach of the Year retired after the 2021 season, but says there may be more left in the tank. I, I had a couple opportunities to go back in last summer, and I just didn't feel like I was ready to. I don't really know for sure, Ed, to be honest with you. I, I feel like I've got more in me, and I'd like to do it. But the game has also changed a lot, you know, with the transfer portal and the NIL and all that kind of stuff. So. I don't know. I think it would depend on, on where the opportunity was and, and if it was something that I'd really want to do. At Tulane, the Green Wave welcomed first-year head coach Jay Ullman, who retains a veteran roster from last year's team. Coach Ullman says fans should expect a full-throttle squad in year one. My hope is that when people come out, they see a, a, a team that's excited to be there every single day, that plays hard, uh, never quits, uh, uh, always has their foot on the gas, you know, for, you know, up 10, down 10. You, hopefully you're, you're looking at a group that uh, you can't tell uh, what the score is. So we're trying to, you know, win every inning and uh, make every out count. Jay Ullman's first game as Tulane head coach, Friday, February 17th at UC Irvine. On the lakefront, UNO won 30 games last season but fell short of the Southland Championship Series. The Privateers graduated all-time hits leader Pierce Howard and lost the team's best player, Amani Larry, to the transfer portal. I think it hurts mid-majors more than it helps. Uh, again, you know, you're, you're not going to go get LSU stud, but you know, LSU could go get your, your your best player. So again, there's there's you can get a you know maybe a, a little bit better player uh, and quicker. But again, overall, you're, you're fighting that recruiting your own players now. Right? You're not only bringing guys in recruiting, you're recruiting your own guys to keep them. So it's, a, it's kind of a catch-22 for us. UNO opens the season with a three-game series at Kennesaw State. In City Park, Delgado head coach Joe Sherman is back for a 33rd season and believes that this year, like every year, the Dolphins possess JUCO World Series potential and will start the season ranked in the top 25. To be recognized nationally by your peers, somebody thinks we're pretty good. So whoever saw us in the fall saw us pretty good. Uh, you know, we're, we're starting at 16, and hopefully we can climb the ladder a little bit and see what happens. Delgado is in action next week at the Panama City Beach Invitational. Across town, Loyola baseball is on the cusp of a deep postseason run. Two years ago, the Wolfpack hosted an NAIA tournament regional. Last year, they lost at LSU Shreveport on a walk-off in the same round. 
The Pack are coming off a 36-win season, and Coach Jeremy Kennedy says the blueprint to win a national title is already there. Yeah, I mean, what basketball did was amazing, and I think that for, for us at Loyola, what, the way they did it is the blueprint. Um, they had guys that came in as freshmen that contributed a lot and were really good players, but by the time they're juniors and seniors, they were great players. And, and that's, that's the road we're on. You know, the first recruiting class is now their upperclassmen. Our number one pitcher, Steven Still, started as a freshman on the mound and went through those growing pains and has matured both physically and emotionally, mentally. And so now we're, we're at that point where we feel like, um, you know, it's time to really see if we can make a run at a national championship. And check out all eight speeches and one-on-one -on -one interviews from the inaugural First Pitch Luncheon on WGNO.com. Ed, Richie. Thank you, Aaron Lee. Meantime, in Baton Rouge on Friday, the Tigers held their media day. As is tradition, head coach Jay Johnson and LSU, so many giant expectations in 2023. The roster is loaded and... The pitching staff has much improved. Paul Skeens, the transfer from Air Force, first-team All-American, has already been announced as the Friday starter. Jay Johnson said he learned that without pitching, you cannot get where you need to go. There's certainly exceptions to the rule, but teams that make it to Omaha and have a chance to compete for a national title have future major leaguers on their roster. You will not win at a high level in the SEC if you do not have that. You know, I think it's really cool. You know, we've always, of course, covered Delgado, LSU, UNO, uh, Tulane, but Dillard's now playing baseball. Correct. And I think it's, it's, it's really interesting to see the emergence of the college game and so much here in southeast Louisiana. I think it's great. It's kind of like with football. Like I tell people all the time, there's so many great local prospects that need a home local and they want to play local and I think Dillard, Xavier, Loyola, Delgado, they all present great opportunities to play local. Again to what Jay Johnson said though, uh, it's, e it's pretty simple, you know, after their loss to Southern Miss he said we ran out of bullets. They had a 4-3-2 ERA last year that was 36th in the country. Pitching is what gets it done in the SEC. And of course we can't forget Nunez as well. Correct. We had a very good Correct. season so we've got a lot of good baseball to cover. You and Aaron Lee are going to be very, very busy. I think I'm just going to hang out in the office. Oh, it's easy. It's, well, it's not really work if you're having fun. Is that what they say? And all of these, the hospitality shown by all these schools is amazing. So you can call it work. I call it play. In like the it. end, it's great content. Back with more after this. Time now for our final rant. The floor is yours. I just have a question. How did you convince head coach Ron Hunter to do an interview <laughs> by laying down on the couch over there uptown. Well, here's what, here's what happened. He walked out of his office, came downstairs. He knew we were there. And he said, look, I need to relax on the couch here. So let's do it to the interview, relaxing on the couch. So we just did the interview. So my question is, they won after that interview. Exactly. I, so and, is this and here's be what a, I, I, a, a common occurrence? Funny you should say that because I texted Corey Glore, the voice of the green wave right after the game. And I told him what happens there works because it was a great comeback against Wichita. Of course, Wichita made a three at the horn. They didn't cover a guy wide open mistake there. Blame that on Ron. But anyhow, but they won in overtime. So what I'm saying is, is that, you know, I think I contributed 
to ending the losing streak. Ron, first name basis? To uh, Ron, yeah. One couch interview and you One couch and, and buddy, you know buddy. what? It helps too when you're the only media outlet there as well. So. Well, you know what? We enjoy it. I think, uh, I think it's a program definitely on the come. I think one of the things they'll be looking for in the offseason is a veteran point guard. I think you'll see that in the portal. And if they get that and bring all of their guys back, then they have a chance to make a run at it next year. And a new couch. And a new couch. See you next week in the WGNO Sports Zone.